Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of In the Grad Scheme of Things. How are you all doing today? I am feeling so excited to introduce you to our guest on the podcast today. So let's get into it. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into the world of investment banking. Quite a tricky industry to break into, but it's not actually impossible. Yeah, I'd say every industry is competitive in its own right. Um, And that's why today we'll be joined by Jung, who's a hiring manager for some global investment banks. Jung's going to be giving us the lowdown on investment banking and giving us the inside scoop on how you can grab the attention of a hiring manager at these investment banks. Welcome to the podcast, Jung. Lovely to have you today. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Um, lovely to be here. How are you both? Good, thanks. Yeah, feeling good today. Yeah. Um, amazing. So obviously the big question on everyone's minds is how do you actually get your application to stand out in such a competitive market? I mean, first things first, let's start with the basics. So the CV and cover letter. Um, so with the CV, make sure that it's formatted correctly. Yeah. Um, and best practice is a one-page CV uh, for investment banking. Um, and go through your CV and your cover letter with a fine tooth comb. <laughs> Don't misspell your name or the company name. Oh my God. <laughs> Have you seen that before? I've seen that before. So watch out for that. And that attention to detail is really important. So check for any grammatical errors, but also make sure for your cover letter that you have outlined your motivations really yeah. well. So past experiences, but also the research that you have done uh, for the role and for the company um, is really well um, outlined in there. Yeah, we actually do have a whole episode on CVs and cover letters that our listeners yeah, tune don't into. Worry, we've got your back. Yeah. But obviously, we want a bit more of the juicy info. So give us the insider scoop from a recruiter or a hiring manager who works within this field. Definitely. So looking at the meat and gravy, we need to see what goes on in the CV experiences. And don't worry too much about having done a previous investment banking experience. Um, it is tricky to have you know, done a standalone or ad ad hoc investment banking experience. So try and look for experiences that are, you know, similar in the finance field, um, whether that be private equity or or venture capital or any others. And as we all know, um, getting the foot in the door is the hardest thing. So, you know, whatever that is, a student-led thing or or any experience in a small pea shop, um, leverage that into something else. And then, yeah, before you know it, your CV is pretty packed. And when it comes to CV and a cover letter, is it a one size fits all? Because obviously there's so many investment banks across Mm -hmm. the world, big and small. So what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, I think this is key. So general advice, but also very specific to investment banking is tailoring that cover letter. So know the difference between the the bulge bracket banks and the independent boutique ones. There are differences in terms of culture and the responsibilities as well. So know for yourself, uh, of course, but also that you know um, how you can express that in your cover letter, but also in that interview as well. Yeah, and when it comes to gaining those experiences that you want to show off on your cover letters and CVs, what can students look out for? What is there on campus that that really will help them excel when it comes to applying? So investment banking, of course, there is the structured uh, path. So the structured path being the spring week in in the first year and then, you know, the the summer internship and and then being converted hopefully to a full time. Um, But it's not a one size fits all in prior experience. So whether that be your first or second year, you know, go to these uni societies. Firstly, just to meet like-minded people who are really interested in the career that you want to go into, yeah. but also the events that they, they hold. 
abroad. So they'll do networking events um, that are run by the societies and that they'll work in collaboration with the banks. And there you'll be able to meet bankers and you know, learn the lingo and, you know, ask questions that you wouldn't be able to ask and get that information that you just, you can't just glean from reading the company website. Yeah. The only thing that comes to mind when I think about these networking events is that sometimes they can be quite daunting. I know I found them a bit daunting when I was at uni, especially if you're turning up alone. Mm. So are there any type of opportunities for students that are a bit more on the introverted side? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been there. Um, I've had to, I remember going to, you know, networking events and trying to pull together friends yeah. to go. Um, yeah. I know. Free drinks. For that free Prosecco. But advice for both introverted and, and extroverted is LinkedIn. Um, yeah. It's the most powerful tool that anyone has, you know, in the professional world, but especially for students that you can see who's working at a company and send connection requests. I suppose the biggest advice I can give is tailor those, you know, Mm. outbound messages. And Mm. I mean, as you can imagine, they get hundreds or thousands of requests a day from, you know, prospective students. So, you know, tailor that messaging and um, form those connections um, and then get that deeper insight and, you know, ask if there's if they have time as well for a, for a 10 minute quick call. More often than not, um, they, they're really happy to, to lend you that time. CV and cover letter aside, moving on to the interviews, what tips can you give as a hiring manager for people who do pass that first stage seamlessly and get to the interview stage? So processes uh, can differ, but on the whole, um, the interview would cover the motivational side as well as uh, the technical questions and uh, the the commercial questions as well. Let's break that down a bit. So you said that there was motivational, technical and commercial. Mm -hmm. So can you give us a bit of an overview of the motivational side first? Of course. So motivational. So I suppose what it says on the tin. So whether you're coming from a STEM background or an arts background or a finance background, but knowing for yourself why you want to get into investment banking um, is really important. So look at the day-to-day responsibilities of the role because at the end of the day, that's what they're going to ask. You know, do do you understand what is expected of you in that role? Um, But, you know, going further than that, you know, knowing for yourself why, I suppose, investment banking rather than, you know, other avenues of finance Mm. i mean there's multiple and loads of jobs out there in finance so knowing why you know for example ibd specifically is really important and knowing your motivations for um why the company as well of course as i said before it will be covered in that cover letter but it will be asked in that interview or interview stages um why this bank over another bank um and for example why a bulge bank bank or or boutique bank rather than the other just on that if a candidate came to you and said that they were only motivated by money, that was the main factor, would that affect them in the process, in your opinion? I think that would be. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's, be honest here. Uh, yeah, I think it is undeniable that, I mean, investment banking it is pretty healthy. It's where the money is. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of that, I mean, it's pretty good conversation that way. Um, yeah. But, you know, people who, who stay in investment banking are really motivated by you know, for example, the deal making, um, mm. if they want to go in MA, you know, it, it's reasons further than the money. So that's why I say um, do your research. And it's not just for the interview and just for the sake of passing the interview stages, but do you really want this job? And do you really see it as a career path? So we've obviously covered the motivational. What about mm. the technical and commercial element? What kind of questions come up there? 
Yeah, so let's start with the technical. So once again, that can range depending on different um, companies and, and banks. So usually, say usually, there might be questions you know surrounding the, the basics of a DCF or other you know a bit more focused and, and advanced technical questions. But my advice is uh, go on Investopedia. Um, Investopedia. I've never heard of that What's before. Investopedia will quickly become your best friend. Is that um, like an investment encyclopedia? Pretty much. Um, it's spot on, yeah, it will have pretty much an A to Z of everything that you would need to get uh, an introduction and understanding about, yeah. you know, the lingo and everything that is required. So a, a great start um, yeah, that to, to great. go on there. And then obviously we've covered technical. What about commercial? What kind of things can you prep for the commercial side of the interview? Yeah, so the commercial questions will range from simply as um, what have you read in the news that has interested mm. you. So it is knowing the world around you. So yeah, the industry. Definitely. And, you know, the industry, but also, you know, the wider world. Mm. Um, so it just you can't just last minute cram and just look at the news <laughs> the day before. I was before. about to suggest if you could do that. <laughs> news, investment banking. Yeah. So it's advised to... I mean, I think it's a good idea anyway, but to have a pulse on, on what's going around in the world, mm, yeah. um, you know, subscribe to finance newsletters. I mean, I, um, if anything, I'm subscribed to many, <laughs> too many right now. Um, but yeah, they do really good breakdowns of what's going on per day or, or in the week. Okay, and can you actually give our students any good recommendations for financial or investment banking newsletters? Yeah, so Sexum or, or The Hustle. And one thing I've always wondered when it comes to especially interviews for investment banks how much personality should candidates bring I think there's a bit of a stereotype that they have to be robotic and be yeah. able to regurgitate mm. all this commercial awareness technical information so how much should they bring their whole personality it's a fine line isn't it <laughs> it is a fine line <laughs> it is a fine line so that fine line being don't be too casual so you know, don't just rock up in a t-shirt put your feet up crack a beer <laughs> yeah exactly don't do that avoid one. doing that but also don't be too robotic there is that I suppose stereotype or that myth that you have to be kind of rigid and, mm, yeah. and um, you know um, robotic in that sense but what the interview recruiter is trying to see is how well you're going to gel with the team mm-hmm. so you know be yourself and be personable and try to re- build rapport with your with with the person who's interviewing mm. you. Um, remember as well that the whole interview and, and the process um, you're judged holistically. So let's cut all the seriousness now and let's get to the funny stories. So yeah. what are the funniest things that have happened when hiring for investment bankers? Some funny stories. <laughs> well, got one. So. <laughs> was um yeah interviewing rocked up on the interview link and was just waiting and then this guy was just he was a couple minutes late which he emailed saying sorry i was just i'm just gonna be a couple minutes late and then he dialed in that's a good point always let them always know let them know which is really definitely good practice yeah. and uh he kind of dialed in on his phone oh, and dear, like in a, in a t-shirt which yeah it's not it's not common and it's probably not advised to and then he was just trying to explain everything in a situation and then it panned out to i suppose the background and his building was on fire there was smoke oh my coming gosh. out <laughs> Um, and he was like, sorry, I was just, yeah, there's a fire in my apartment block. Oh and then you can see, you hear the sirens God. in the background. But yeah, wow. I mean, he's still- that's not commitment to a job, I, I don't know what is. Always show up. I know. And he was like, yeah, apologies for being in a t-shirt. Uh, my suit's in there, so I couldn't get it. Oh my, God. Um, my suit's just burnt. My suit is burning to pieces. Yeah. I am here. 
I did think you do have more priorities than this. You can easily reschedule. So I would not recommend that. You know, easily you can reschedule that interview. That is a very valid excuse. Can that you tell us one. if he got through to the next round? He did. Uh, oh. He did. He did. Did um, he get the job? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Alright, so one thing we love to do on this podcast is play a bit of a win or bin game. Mm -hmm. So we're going to give you some quick fire questions and we want to know your thoughts. Okay, so quick answer, whatever comes to your mind straight away. So the first scenario is... Win or bin, the candidate doesn't write a cover letter. That is a bin. That is a bin. Straight Straight in the bin. I'd say that's a bin. Um, I'd say most processes would require a cover letter. And if anything, I would as, go as far as to say you should write one. Because um, yeah. it is a pretty, I mean, writing a cover letter, it takes effort. Of course it does. Um, mm. You know, researching into the company and, um, you know, taking time out to, to do that. And the bank definitely recognises that. So yeah. cover letter's key. Cover letter's key. Good to know. Right, final one. Mm-hmm. Candidate doesn't have a finance-related degree. Win or bin? That, I'd say, is a win. Banks these days and, and finance in general is um, they're not just looking for people who've done a finance degree or, or economics and um, they're looking for different schools of thought and of course you don't really want everyone who thinks the same and yeah. um, I, I suppose that is the, the diversity of thought there so yeah. whether that be you've studied a STEM subject and you know that engineering degree path or, or humanities um, you know, st- studying politics or history what you need is that narrative having studied or, or studying engineering why have you taken the, the steps to go into a career in investment banking? I think that's so good for students to hear that straight from the source because you do hear a lot of times that you know these roles aren't always degree specific so mm-hmm. knowing that you can just move your interests into yeah. investment banking is a great thing to hear. And putting you on the spot here, what kind of degrees have you hired that weren't finance or investment banking specific? Loads. I mean, I've seen all sorts. So, you know, whether that be biomed, biochem, uh, biology, engineering, um, history, uh, even music. Wow, so So every single degree for investment banking, for music. I've seen, I've seen. Love that diversity. Yeah. It is. It really is that diversity of thought. And um, if you display that interest, you know, it is as much as, you know, show, don't tell, um, mm. of course. And that's mm. the, the CV is that um, window to to your motivations in a way. It's a quick yeah. glance for an employer to see. Um, so, yeah, if you're able to navigate that and, and tell that narrative really well, then, yeah, you have to show Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jan. I think we've got as much inside scoop as we could possibly get from you. Yeah, I'm going to go away and go. She's on Investopedia. (laughs) (laughs) It's been lovely having you. And yeah, thanks for the golden nuggets. Thank you both. It's been a pleasure. So on Listener's Dilemmas for today, we have a student asking, how feasible is it to transition from one industry to another early in my career? And what steps can I take to make this switch successfully? Any thoughts? Oh, I think it's easier to do it at the beginning of your career than later on in your career. Agreed. I'd say for the majority of entry level roles, if you were going in straight after university, It's all transferable skills that you're doing. You're not doing as much kind of high level, maybe account management or exposure to clients when you first start off. So everything that you're learning is something that you can transfer to another industry. It's probably going to be things like working on a spreadsheet or learning how to deal with email comms and WhatsApp comms and all those type of things that you can take to another role. So I would say take that leap. It's earlier to do when you're younger. And 
from what I've heard from like my parents speaking or older people in my life, it's easier to learn things when you're younger. So make that jump because you'll definitely be more adaptable and flexible when you are young and straight out of uni. 100%. And I think it's all about how you actually sell yourself and how you tailor your CV and the skill set that you have to the new role that you're applying for. So really take your time to mold that CV and make it seem really applicable to the new job. Um, another thing is if you're in a role and the company has a lot of opportunities to offer, potentially try moving internally as well. See if that's an option, if it is a company that you really like and they really like you because more often than not, they're able to encourage that movement and then you can build your skills within that company before you move off somewhere else. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, at Wiser, I know of so many people that have joined and moved roles. You're not expected to know exactly what you want to do when you come out of uni, but often here people have loved the company so much that they just move around to another team um, or an entire different side of the business altogether. And that's worked out really well for them. Amazing. Thanks for that. Good luck with your jump to another industry. So just before you go, if you're looking for grad roles, internships, placements or even spring weeks, we have so many opportunities live with our clients right now. Currently, we have roles open at Hayes McIntyre, Maven Securities, Knight Frank, L'Oreal and Softcat. So head to our link tree in the description to find out more. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our channel and leave us a review.